Good day, bikers. Yes, it's finally here. After a short delay to vanquish brain goblins, episode 17 is ready for your auricular amusement. And I have to say, from here on in, things are starting to get wild. Be sure to listen to the promo for Omen Investigations at the end of this episode. Omen is a supernatural slash comedic slash eccentric slash downright crazy actual play that sees a team of international investigators tackle a plethora of the weird and wonderful. Those of you who have listened to our Case of the Glassjawed Nazis will recognise GM Sean, who I'm delighted to report will be joining the Brits on Bikes team in the not-too-distant future. It's also worth noting that Brits on Bikes and Omen inhabit the same universe, and we hope to do a bit of a crossover when the schedule fairy is feeling kind and ready to sink our busy lives. Anyway, enough prattling from me, let's get on with the show. To episode 17 of Brits on Bikes. My name is Jimmy Sprinkles and with me as always is Eve. Heya. And Kat. Hi. How are you all today? Pretty good. It feels like forever. When was the last time we recorded? It's been like what? Three, three weeks, weeks ago. Yeah. Three yeah. weeks. It's absurd. Oh, I've been pining. Keep me on my toes about this magic. <laughs> and as always, the no swearing policy is alive and well. Yeah, absolutely. It was a corker in episode 14. Good grief, that was hard work. Right. Anyway, so moving swiftly on, um, let's just do a little recap. I know I said we were going to sort of question whether we do the recap or not, but from some feedback that we got from people, they quite like our inane rambling. So... Let's just stick with it. Last time we met, it was a Thursday and you had popped off to school. You discovered that Mrs. Thistledown was not there and you had a really unpleasant stand-in teacher. You managed to get your way through school. You decided to go and scope out the nook and cranny pub to find out what might be going on on Friday. You arrived at the pub and I believe, Kat, you decided to go round the back. We both did originally. And we busted into the shed first for for no gosh darn dingle dangle reason. But Dee did did acquire a very nice padlock. Oh yeah, we did. Yeah, we got a. I forgot about the padlock. Yes, <laughs> we got a padlock, and then that shed was just full of chairs. So to be fair, you could put a padlock in a sock, and then oh yeah, yeah, no, there's there's tons of uses for a padlock. So, Kat, you decided to try your hand at lockpicking as well, and I think you managed to get into the um, cellar. Yeah. At which point, D, you headed off around the front to try and create some kind of diversion. Yep, and I made a very good friend in that bar. No, you there. didn't. Oh, no, did he you? loved me. It the was three weeks ago. You don't remember. You. <laughs> you tried to uh, distract the bartender with magic, and it turned out that his uh, wife had left him for a, a staging <laughs> magician. Um, oh, so you weren't that. very popular. 
Kat, you continue to explore the cellar, which there wasn't anything out of the ordinary from it, really. You did find a hatchway. Did you open the hatchway? No, I bottled out because it sounded like the barkeep was uh, too close. Okay, okay. Yep, that's fine. And I think that was pretty much it for the pub, wasn't it? I think so. Okay, so you left the pub and I believe you went your own separate ways at that point. Yes. So Dee went off back to their house Mm -hmm. and Sally, you went off to the library. I have no memory of this. D, you decided that you wanted to try a magic. Yep. And you used nettles to booster your emotional positivity, which I think is an appalling abuse of animals. But <laughs> no, no, if that's what you yes, want to do, that's emotional, fine. There's literally what that dog is, emotional support <laughs> dog. Um, but you, to- you totally managed to psych yourself up and you managed to-, to give yourself just a couple of crow's feet at the corners of your eyes, which excited you very much. Huge magic. Sally, you headed off to the library, I believe. I've, I don't remember going to the library. I do remember trying to make contact with the water snake. I forgot about that. Yeah. Did you make? Did you try and make contact with the water snake? Did I you failed go to the fr- abysmally, but I did so try. You, you went to the Franklin Roundabout and you had no luck there. Yeah. I don't remember. I'm, I might have gone to the library. I don't remember. My memory is terrible. Eve, did Kat go to the library? Uh, she, yeah. went, she went to, to try to talk to the weird fish and to help us with the fire. It's not a fish. <laughs> and then you decided to come up with some or try and figure out what this plume of the host meant oh yes and i think we finished by having you discovered in of all places a dictionary a definition of the word host and one of the definitions referred to a group of angels so that's where we are at the moment oh actually eve did you did you meet up with sally to tell her about the well Dee ran out of the house to go and try to to go to meet with Sally and then realized that she didn't know where Sally was. So they just went back inside. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, Dee has not slept. He's been up all night trying to practice in magic. Okay. <laughs> Nettles is just a shadow of his former self. Oh. <laughs> twitching in the corner um okay so we're gonna we're gonna fast forward time a little bit so d obviously you've had your your time overnight to practice more of your magic how successful have i been okay i'm going to ask you to make a brains roll for me oh no come on give me the big one because i swear i will get a 19 for detecting poop but Goddamn, nothing but ones for doing magic crap. (gasps) I got a four. Hey! I got another four. I promise, I swear. I trust you. Yeah, it's two. I got a ten. Okay. Respectable. So, you haven't been able to make any significant changes like you have with the crow's feet. However, what you have done through consistently trying all the time, you are now able to get yourself into that zone. You get the feel for where you need to be in order to create that that glamour, that that like sort of aging around the eyes. 
and you are able to maintain it for approximately an hour and 10 minutes. Mm. Yeah, I roll percentile on that. So, so uh, how, how, do, how, does, how does this work in game mechanics for me? Okay, in terms of game mechanics, it will work in a similar fashion to the mirrors. So it will require... Oh, how do we say? Do you know what? I'll work it out. Okay. I'm gonna. I've, I've. I've got some ideas for a system in terms of. I want to give you some like resources for marking off things for the mirrors and for other magics. So I'll piece it all together, and then I'll give you a copy. Right. So these had a busy night magicking. Sally, is there anything that you wanted to do after you got home? Does my family have a Bible? Yeah, I think we've mentioned that you go to church or that your family do do go to church. So yeah, I would. I would hazard a guess that you have a Bible. I would try probably not successfully to find references to like communication with angels okay keeping me on my feet quick bible.com which um, is probably I a website i was gonna say keeping me on my toes but then that would sound kind of cruel to toes oh. can you make a brains roll for me please i can three it's it's gotten quite late by the time you get home, and we know Sally needs her sleep. And unfortunately, <laughs> you are unable to find any reference to communing with angels apart from the Annunciation. Saucy. Is there anything else you want to do? I can't think of anything, so I think I'll get my beauty sleep. Okay, take an adversity token for that roll. Oh, I need to track those, don't I? So it is Friday, the day of the meeting. It's Friday morning. It's up to you guys. What do you want to do? Dee is not going to go to school, but Dee is going to pretend to go to school. So, yeah. Getting out of bed, getting dressed, quick breakfast, throwing a change of clothes into the bag along with, like, you know, one of the, the better disguise clothing option. And then running downstairs, getting breakfast, saying hi ah, d oh, hi. good morning hi. good morning um uh, i i trust everything is okay you slept well oh yeah no i slept like a fucking baby marvelous marvelous excellent just um just a quick word before you go to school i'm i'm going to be out this evening um so are you okay to uh, uh make yourself some tea uh yeah yeah where you going oh i have a meeting to attend um I, but i shan't be too long uh what meeting Oh, it's just a community thing. I don't think you should go. Whatever do you mean? Uh, um, I think that guy is bad news. What guy? Um, you know, Victor Wallace, the dude. I know which meeting you're talking about. I've been seeing all oh, the Oh, he's the speaker. Yes, that's correct. Um, well, I just, I, I saw the Reverend the other day and, um, I thought, well, maybe it is about time I... I, I take a more active role in community life, so I'm going to go along and, and, and just see what's what. Um, um, oh, crap. Um, I'm going to need you to, to really just, just trust me on this. I don't think Victor Wallace has, um, the community's best interests in mind. Uh, can you make a charm roll for me, please? That would be a two. Uncle Tommy steps forward and he says, look, I've been shut up in my work for a long time and I just feel it's time that 
I get out a bit more, Derek. You know, uh, you've you've settled. You seem to have settled quite nicely into town life, and I'm I'm ever so pleased that you've continued to to play cricket. So now it's time for me to do something for myself. I uh, yeah, fair enough. Um, so yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully everything goes all right there. Otherwise, I'm sure it will be fine. <laughs> They've even they've even offered us uh, the first drink. Don't drink that drink. I mean, drink that drink, but maybe sniff it first. He looks at you a little bit confused <laughs> and says, "I think it's time you, you you best be on your way. It's time for school, after all." Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. Going to school. I like going to school. Bye, Uncle Tommy. Goodbye, D. Sally, is there anything that you want to do? Um, I am eager to meet up with Dee to talk about my discovery in the library. You head on out the door. Your mum reminds you that uh, your sister has made your practice this evening and she's taking her over there. So you're going to have to fend for yourself. Your dad's working an event up at Pippa Lodge, so he won't be there either. Sad times. Okay, that makes my evening plans easier. Okay, so you both head out and you meet up. Sally? I did magic. Like, uh, do you kind of like point up at the crow's feet? Look, look at it. Did you sleep funny? No, I did that. It's, it's not real. I did that. Sally, could you make a, make a brains roll to see if you notice a change? That's a four. Yeah, unfortunately, you don't see anything different with D at all. <laughs> D, D points down at Nettles like, tell her, tell her I did a magic. He's been awfully busy yesterday evening. I can concur there was a slight change to his visage. Nothing out of the ordinary, though. Wow, well, well done. I'm very proud of myself. And you know what? I'm feeling, I'm feeling super creative and... Damn the Invincible, and I know this ain't gonna last, so I'm skipping out today. I'm not saying you have to, by no means. Like, uh, shoot, freaking go to school, figure out who's all gonna be there. Maybe, I don't know, see see if Thistledown's gonna be there or what. Um. Are, are you okay? You sound... Did, did you sleep last night? I did not sleep one bit. I was too busy being up, practicing magic. I replicated that multiple times. I can do a spell. Look, I'm, I've got an idea for a thing that I want to make. I got to go to the last post. And I'm going to make it. And we're going to be going to wax shop up there at that bar. And we're going to stop whatever bad thing's going to happen that's... Going to kill my uncle Tommy. <laughs> oh, I didn't. I didn't tell you. And I was. I was looking at the library, and the 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 plume of the. Ho- it, I think it means angels. Those are real. I don't know. Maybe, but like that could have been what was in the pictures. Should Should I be going to church? I don't know. Oh. But, um... but they they've got wings and there's feathers and hosts can mean angels. How do we get an angel feather? What do we do I with it? I don't know. 
I um, don't know. Okay. I will keep an eye out for an angel feather. Right. Yes. I'm going to build us a weapon. Uh, what What do you mean by a weapon? Oh, I'm just going to do something cool with my bat. Look. <laughs> uh, no, do, what do you mean? Yeah, I thought... I don't even know if I'm going to be able to do it, but it's going to be sweet. Don't shoot me down right now. I'm feeling very creative. Okay. All right. Just don't hurt yourself. Are you going to school or are you coming with me? I've got to go to school. Okay. Fair enough. I'm not going to push you on that direction, but use your school time. Um, See if you can't figure out, like, whose folks are going out there. Um... And going to be there. Maybe, maybe, like, ask a couple of the teachers, like, hey, bud, what's, uh, you know anything about uh, what old Thistle Down's been up to? Stuff like that. I'll try. Okay. Also, cover for me. Just tell them that I'm sick or whatever. Well, how would I know if I hadn't seen you? You say that you stopped by my... We always walk to school together, and nobody's going to think it's weird if you stop by my place. Be like, oh, hey, oh, no, these sick. Okay. Okay, just just be careful. What well, am I not? Always. Fair enough. I'm taking uh, Nettles with me. Okay. Dee and Nettles trot off in one direction. Sally heads off in another We'll stick with you for the time being, Sally. So you head on over to school. Is there anything that you want to do during your day at school? Yes, I would like to attempt some uh, reconnaissance. Would we have had is history today? Gonna roll for it. I'm afraid you don't. Rubbish. Okay. Um. Hmm. In that case, I would want to be. Uh, I would want to have taken the magic mirror with me and be still attempting to contact the the water thing just surreptitiously while at school okay so you want to try and contact the knucker yes the knucker that's what it's called okay so you will need to spend one of your psychic energies and you will have to make a brains roll hooray that's seven okay i'm afraid that won't do it rubbish can't try again you can have two more tries. Yay. Try again. That's six. Nope. That's a nine. The mirror begins to mist up. You need to make a, another brains roll for me, please. Come on. That's a one. As quickly as it appears, it disappears. So Rubbish. I'm afraid you don't make that one. All oh. right. <laughs> Um, so, is there anything else you want to do at school? Yes. I would like to eavesdrop on any conversations I can to see if I can pick up any ideas of people who might be attending the meeting this evening. Just eavesdropping? Yeah, because I don't think I would be able to get the information out of anyone. Okay, I will allow you to roll either grit or flight for kind of sneaking about and just tapping in. Who specifically are you going to be listening in on? I think I would be list, um, trying to listen in on conversations between teachers primarily. 
Okay. Because they are adults, and that means something to Sally. I'm going to roll flight. Okay, I'm going to roll an opposed roll. Oh dear, I rolled 11. And I rolled a 7. Ooh. Whereabouts do you want to do this? I was thinking attempting to loiter outside the staff room. You tell me. You, you know right. How do, what happens? Okay, um, is there any chance you could bring up that plan of the school that you had so that I can be less rubbish at remembering? Oh, much fancier than I remember. So I guess I would be loitering. Mm, the staff thing is next to the reception. This is this is difficult for eavesdropping. It's almost like this was by design. Okay, I'll have a pretext that I am looking for Mrs. Thistledown. So I would, I would go to the staff room and ask to see Mrs. Thistledown. You knock on the door and the door opens and a very tall, very well-built man is standing in front of you. As he opens the door, just a, a massive plume of smoke comes Ooh. bellowing out of the staff room. Quite clearly, the, all the teachers are on their <coughs> breaks. Sorry, cigarette breaks. I've got to stop doing that. You know the man. He is the boys' PE teacher. His name is uh, Mr. Ellis. And sorry, I just saw Warren Ellis's name. Mr. Ellis looks down at you from, from his very tall height and he says, Yes, Richard, what do you want? I was looking for Mrs. Thist Mrs. Thistledown. Is she here? Um, she hasn't been in for a few days. I'm sorry, I can't help you. Now, please run along. Oh, do, what, do you know when she's going to be back in? Uh, I'm afraid not. No, she hasn't left any, uh, any clue. Oh, is, is she okay? It's not my place to say, and it's not your place to know. I'm sorry. Fo I focus just... on your schoolwork and worry less about the personal lives of teachers. Well, if she's not okay, then I think that's worth worrying about. I'm sure she'll be fine. She's been here longer than most of us. I'll, 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 I'll continue to loiter until he gets mad at me. Eventually, he just closes the door on you. They're <laughs> just going to stand there staring awkwardly at each other. I wouldn't stare at him, but I would just kind of loiter like, I don't know what I'm doing with myself. Just like slowly close it right in their face. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Can I hear anything through the door? You can't, but because you did get that uh, successful role, you do overhear two of the receptionists who are gassing just behind their desks talking about possibly going to the nook this evening for a free drink more than anything and you do overhear that they say oh it seems like the most of the town's going mm. most of the town all right i'm gonna leave you there just for a second sally d also real quick one one question is that really how y'all sell spell Reception? Uh, oh, is that an M? I'll put an M, haven't I? Reception. <laughs> okay. I didn't know. I was not certain on that. No, that should be an N. Okay. I was like, is, is, is that a thing? Is nobody else noticing that? Okay. <laughs> uh, excuse me. Carry on. Okay, so tell me what, you, what your plan is. All right, so... Where are you going? Uh, D is going to... Uh, Elysium. Okay. And we're going to go up to the, uh, that, uh, caboose 
Oh, okay. Where the disciples hang out. Yep. It's gonna tap, tap, tap on that door. You knock on the door, and the door opens, and stood in front of you is Cassie, uh, the leader of the disciples, and she says, Ah, little one, what can I do for you? Uh, yeah, I was kind of wondering if I could borrow a, uh, like a car battery. She looks at you quizzically, and she says, you're welcome to find one if you if you like. What, what What's it for? Um, alright, so this is going to sound pretty stupid, but it's kind of like order business. But like, alright, just picture, picture, okay. I got like this, uh, this toaster back there at the last post. I'm going to dismantle it and pretty much wrap the bits all the way around the bat. Hook that puppy up to a car battery, then have a fire bat. Can you make a charm roll for me, please? I love that idea. Don't encourage her. That's a four. <laughs> she raises one eyebrow and, and looks moderately impressed. She says, type of thing you're asking to do shouldn't take too much of a charge. Just uh, just lift one out of one of the old cars. That'll do the job for you. Cool, um, cool. She turns around and she says, Weege! Weege! Have you got your spanner set? Um, and Weege comes into view. Oh, hey, Weege. Um, Dee, what are you doing here? I'm getting a car battery. Oh, all right. Yeah, he looks a bit confused. He says, um, yeah, Cassie, um, uh, let me just go and get it from my bike. Well, I'm here. Um, if it's too much, just tell me. Y'all wouldn't have to have a fire extinguisher, would you? She looks at you and just erupts into laughter. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. So... All that out of the way. Um, Alright, so some stuff might be going down at the Nook and Cranny tonight. Like, uh, bad, like, evil stuff. So, I don't know. If you guys want to get up to some trouble, you might come over there and, like, hang out nearby. Who knows? It might turn into a big old fight. We might knock it out of the park right away, and then you won't even have to worry about it. You could just go in there and, like, I don't know, bust it up and steal some drinks. Just make a grit roll for me, please. Eleven. As you're rambling, you notice a sudden change come over Cassie. Not massive, but like a kind of flicker of recognition as you mention the events. She looks at you and she says, Yes, we know all about that. Don't you worry, young D. We've got that well in hand. Well, it sounds to me like y'all got a plan for it. Like, I mean, I don't go stepping on nobody's toes. Like, I mean, so, like, I mean, at least, like, can fill me in on what y'all's plan is. Listen, this isn't a place for children. This is, this is business. The Reverend and his cronies are starting to make life very difficult for us. We've never caused anybody harm. We like as, mu as, f as much fun as the next person, but we've never caused any trouble. And now, all of a sudden, the Reverend seems to think that we're a, we're, we're a, a blight on society. Well, we're having none of it, and we've got our eye on him. Heck yeah. No, look here. That's not the guy that you need to keep an eye on. You need to keep an eye on Victor Wallace. He's pulling the weapon strings. She looks at you quizzically and 
she nods and she says most interesting as she speaks Weech steps over and he says here you go d is this what you were after bingo but all right yeah um you might feel like uh borrow this for a little bit because i'm gonna be working on something like a little project yeah of course just make sure i get it back i need to um yeah. do a bit of fine tuning myself no problem no problem yeah if i take too long just like uh, come hunt me down i'll be a around here until like uh, a little bit later as you head off you just hear uh cassie say to uh say to weege uh weege back inside um oh actually before you do go and get michael as well um and they disappear off cool 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 yeah i'm gonna go build my super bat okay all right then this should be fun so you head off into the post nettles is with you Okay, so describe this for me. What exactly do you want to do? Let's assume that you've got you've managed to remove a battery from a car. It's not obviously fully charged, but it will have some power in it. Yeah. So t- essentially, my plan is to pretty much dismantle this toaster. Um, take all like the like the the main components out, and we'll like be putting those near like strapping those and taping them down to like near the top of the grip okay so all the filament that bit uh yeah like uh, like all like the conductors and everything that's all towards the bottom with like the filament i'm gonna just be stretching that out and like wrapping that all the way around like the top of it okay and then yeah uh oh Oh! i need jumper cables don't i to connect to my battery Right, I can ground. I can use shit from the cars that I'm tearing apart. You could, yeah. I mean, you could, you could just use wires to connect. Yeah. All right. So yeah. Uh, and then yeah, D's gonna go yank battery. Try to wire that stuff up. That's the plan, at least. Hopefully, I don't catch on fire. Okay. So Eve has explained to me what D wants to do. Now we've got to see if D is able to do it. It's definitely a uh, gritty thing, I would think. This is definitely a brains roll. Poop. Come on, D, you have a big brain. I'm praying for you. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a one. Um, with your one roll, you are able to dismantle the toaster. You don't do it with much finesse. You You basically just stick one of Ouija's spanners into the in, inside where the bread goes and just kind of jimmy it open. But that's that's pretty much as far as you get. How much time has that taken? That took... Because, yeah, I'm, I'm seeing this in D's head as, like, do you picture just, like, going and popping that puppy open, having it all spread out in, like, ten minutes? No problem. Yeah, I mean, you managed to bust it open with in about 20 minutes however the, all the innards are still attached there's nothing uh. you know you would then need to dismantle it as well Ugh. yeah i mean like these just gonna keep going like got all day make a brawn roll for me this time that's four you managed to dissect the toaster so you've got it laid out in its components it's looking a little bit bashed you haven't done a a, a fantastic job you spent 45 minutes just kind of pulling it apart this is this is d's excalibur it doesn't need to be pretty 
The toaster casing is just shattered in pieces on the floor. The filament is in a big bent up mess. And then you've got all the other components that I don't know about in toasters. Yeah, no, no fucking idea what's in a toaster either. Yeah, the the, the wizard's box, which, which controls it. Yeah, she doesn't know what all that stuff is. She's going to connect it all up together and glue it to a bat. Okay. Because, like I said, D is feeling creative, and being creative does magic. So it doesn't need to, like, 100% work by logical means, right? <laughs> nice try. Okay, so I'm going to say that what you can do is you can certainly attach these bits of wire to your bat. However, they do nothing. Uh, so anything that I can do in my many hours until school ends to see if I can figure this out, how to make it function. Make a brains roll for I'm me. making a brains roll. Ah, it's a four. That's two. That's six. You seem to recall um, from um, a particularly interesting lesson that, by Mr. S- that, that Snot Rag has a doctorate in electrical engineering. No. Oh. <laughs> In a particularly interesting history lesson with Mrs. Thistledown, you remember seeing uh, some pictures of um, some ancient warriors who used studded clubs. And you think that maybe you could reinforce your bat in another way to create more clout. That might, That would work. In the meantime, until I figure out this fire bat. And then that would also run a current through all the metal strapped to my bat. There's some <laughs> smart thinking, Nettles. Dee's definitely gonna get Sally in on perfecting the mega bat. Oh dear, that's not gonna end well. Oh, it's it's gonna be great. We're going <laughs> we are going to construct our own Excalibur and it's going to be the most powerful weapon on the planet. Are you intending to fight fire with fire with this? Or is this just kind of for future reference? Uh, I didn't think I'd get the fire bat right away. <laughs> but <laughs> like that's that's where Dee's brain is at right now. Is <laughs> Right. I want the ultimate weapon. <laughs> And the ultimate weapon is a baseball bat with toaster on it. Well, yeah. <laughs> it a it practically looks like a lightsaber. <laughs> so D has decided what? Uh we're gonna um we're gonna start strapping some other crap to this bat in the meantime to make it gnarly. Okay. Okay. Or or uh, totally groovy, I believe, would be the appropriate slang. <laughs> All right. So make a roll for me. Uh, make a make a grit roll for me. Hell yeah! Watch me roll a two. That would be an eight. Ooh. You hunt high and low for um, something to reinforce your bat with. You you can find plenty of like sort of heavy objects, but you, you're struggling to uh, figure out a way of attaching them um, without kind of smashing nails into your bat, which I'm assuming you don't want to do. What you do come across, however, 
is a piece of iron piping that is the approximate length of your baseball bat. Ooh. Well, that might save me some trouble of uh, whacking my bat. Test the weight of it. Give it a few test swings. Yeah, it feels pretty good in your hands. Get a... Get some uh, cloth wiper on the handle here. I think, think this might be a good, uh, good, good compromise for the time being. I, I set that on my like little temporary. I set the uh, baseball bat on my temporary workbench. We'll get we'll, right. we'll oh, get my rem- fire bat worked out, even if I can't do it in one day. Gonna- okay, no worries. All right. So, what do you want to spend the rest of the day doing? Um, well, clearly practicing magic. I'm going to try to throw, I don't know, lightning. (laughs) (laughs) Making crow's feet, throwing lightning, definitely the next step. Yep. Okay, so I'm going to, I'm going to fast forward a bit here, um, because you don't have much success throwing lightning. Uh, (laughs) Not even a tingle. Not even a tingle. Hey, um, you get pins and needles in one of your fingers and get really excited. Nope, not even a tingle. I rolled that one. <laughs> um, I mean, obviously, you you know, you continue to refine your your aging your eyes thing. You may possibly go out into the post and and smash things with your pipe for a bit if you want. Oh yeah, yeah, no practice smashing. Can I just say that I did this earlier, like? When I got to the last post and first saw uh, uh, Toes. Oh, we forgot about Toes, didn't we? Yeah, yeah he was there. Yeah, uh, do, do you just kind of like stares at the thing for a bit? And then like takes off their shoe and removes their sock. <laughs> and just kind of tosses it on top of Toes to see what happens. <laughs> you toss the sock into the air. And with lightning fast reaction, Toes does a little back kick. So it's almost like he jumps onto his front paws and does like, you know, one of those crazy back kicks that you see like footballers do. Um, so he, he, he hits the sock with the heel of his own little socky legs. <laughs> and the sock just goes careening uh, across the post. <laughs> I was expecting a lot of different possibilities there, but that wasn't <laughs> one of them. Uh, Dean goes, what's the sock okay. back on? Sally, we're at the end of the school day. The bell has rung. What do you want to do? I want to head to the last post because that's where Dee said he was going to be. Okay, you head to the last post and you meet Dee. Let's play that out. So, you find anything? It sounds like most of the town is going crap. Okay. Yeah. Um. And apparently Thistledown has disappeared and not said anything to anyone. You want to try hitting a place up? Oh. Also, I'm going to need you to look at my bat later, see if I can't get some ideas out of you, because I couldn't quite get my thing to work. I did find this pipe. Okay. I don't think we should go to Thistledown's place because, I mean, that I, I don't really want to talk to her. I wanted to know what she was doing. Sally, can we please get out of here? And have you not got any food with you? 
have I got any food with me? I rolled six. I rolled fifteen. I I I have half a corned beef sandwich if Nettles wants it. Okay, you drop the corned beef sandwich on the floor, <laughs> and Nettles chomps it down. <laughs> the time is now about five o'clock. What time does this thing supposed to start? Seven, I believe. Everything starts at seven. Okay. Okay. So game plan. Here's my one pickle. I don't really have a disguise option for you. Um, mm. like, all I got at my place, like, a couple of Uncle Tommy's, like, old suits and whatnot. Do you think you could pull that off? Probably not. Can, you could always try to, you could try to do some magic too, because I know you can do magic. How, how do you do the magic? Sally, make a brains roll for me. Oh, you, sorry, you, you just, you get, you get creative. Five. You know that Dee's experience with magic, if that's what it is, is not going to be sufficient enough to, to disguise you. I'm going to make another brains roll. I do not know what is sufficient to disguise me because I rolled a one. So, time is ticking. What do you want to do? I think I will go the tried and trusted sneaky route and not try and disguise myself at all. Are you, are you heading off to the, oh, wait, to the pub then? So, here's, here's what I'm thinking, right? I'm going to try to, to, to like, uh, slip under that, and, like, enter that whole place and everything, um, in the skies. If it doesn't work out, doesn't work out. You go back around, back to the back, and get, get that, uh, cellar door open. And we can, uh, maybe go in there. We can go through that, like, little trap door that you told me about. Yeah. Like, bust in and just be, like, uh, all shock and awe. Um. What do we do once we're there, though? I don't. Well, that's the problem. We don't don't know exactly what what they're they're going to do. I know they're giving everybody a free drink. That might be a problem. Mm. But is that, are they like doing something to the drinks or is that just a ploy to get people there? I don't know. We probably should have tried some of that beer. <laughs> I don't like beer. I've never had beer. Um, It's not very nice. I had whiskey, it wasn't very good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Alright, so we go there. Um... I'll sneak in the front, you sneak in the back, and okay. we'll, we'll go from there. Wait, we need to have a signal so that we can, like, if, if things are bad and we need to get out, we need a signal. Um, have you seen that Nettles dog? All right, no, yo, let's just keep it shorter. Let's just say, uh, uh, What's a good word that'll stand out? Just just something that we can shout. Well, we could just shout Nettles and pretend we're calling him. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't I don't see me having to use that word in a conversation. Um <laughs> then suddenly D starts so talking we- like, oh that really nettles me. Yeah. Yeah, we got this. Okay. <laughs> I feel very prepared. 
Um, so yeah, Dee's gonna get changed into that suit. Okay. D snatched up a a, a little uh, like a trilby or whatever from uh. Yeah. Yep. Okay. No problem. All right. So D, you get suited up. Sally, you're ready to go. Nettles is is with you still. Toes has kind of bounded up to you and just sort of kind of nuzzled you as you're about to leave and has just sprung onto a chair and curled up in his usual spot. So you leave the last post and you head off into town. Can I check? Have you got your bikes with you? Yes. Like, he's going to be parking there somewhere else. Like, I don't know. I'm sure there's like bike stands and crap all over the place. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. like, Like a couple blocks away. And then I'm going to hand my bag off to Cat. Uh, I'm taking the metal pipe, I'm, like sticking it down my pant leg, and just walking mm-hmm. with a limp. <laughs> okay, you park up your bikes um, a few roads away. Are you walking to the pub together? No, honestly, I say I. I think I think Sally should ride her bike down there. I mean, if she's going mm-hmm. in the back, then. Wouldn't be a problem. It might be weird if I'm riding my bike up, though. So, so I'm trying to keep a low profile. That's true. All right. So, um, we'll start with you then, Sally. So, you make your way around to the side of the pub and then round the back. You find the gate, which again is open, and you head on in. Again, there's no one in the yard. And it appears that the seller hasn't had its padlock replaced. Excellent. Wait, do we leave the padlock? No, I pocketed the padlock, didn't you I? You took the padlock. You both got padlocks now in your yeah. uh, in your bags. For no real reason. Sally's currently got two, though. She's got my back. That's true. Mm-hmm. Keep that in mind. That second padlock is going to be 100% necessary <laughs> for you. I'm thinking. So is is the shed still pad? No, the shed isn't padlocked. I is I wanna I'm gonna stow Dee's bag and like in the shed in the place where it is not visible. Okay, when you get to the shed, you find that the vast majority of chairs in there have disappeared. Mm. Um, so it's, it's pretty much empty in there. But there are uh, you know a few uh, piles of broken chairs that you can just There's tuck the background. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. I'll conceal Dee's bag for for safekeeping and sneak into the cellar. Okay, so you get into the cellar. I'm not even going to make you roll for this one. Um, It's very, very clear to you that the pub is obviously quite busy. You can hear a lot of noise, a lot of murmuring chat, you know, that kind of muffled sound from outside the yeah. building. Um, it seems to be very, very busy. You can hear people walking along the floor and, and, and floorboards creaking. I'll leave you there just for a minute, okay? Okay. D. Yes. So you go to, you head towards the front of the pub. Before I go in, I want to do my little magic thing. Okay, are you are you doing that outside the pub, or are you doing it back where you parked your bike? Uh, it's only a couple. Like, it's not like it's like a ten minute walk, right? Yeah. And um, around what time is it? It's around say quarter to six. Quarter to six. Probably do a little bit closer because I mean it's not a flashy thing. No, it's not. Yeah, flashy. this is like no no big like uh magic or girl transformation sequence type. Oh. Yeah. 
So like <laughs> do all that and just get like little little eye wrinkles. So yeah, I'll, I'll do that like as I'm getting closer, just kind of like over there. <laughs> All right, so you do your bibbidi bobbidi boo. <laughs> As you get to the pub, you can already see that it's looking quite busy outside the front. There's people milling around, some of them wearing the very distinctive community guard badges. There is also a trestle table outside the pub. Is this a slang term that I'm unaware of? What's a trestle table? Trestle table, it's one of those collapsible tables okay. that you kind of see at like, um, I don't know, yard sales and things like that. A pasting table. Yeah. And you can see that the, the table itself has kind of been split into two sections. One encouraging people to join the community guard and the other half displays a sign advertising the Victor Wallace School of Enlightenment. Sat behind the table wearing a community guard t-shirt that looks like it may have been designed by himself, is Seamus Cole. What? He gone square? He's talking to a small crowd of people. Um, make a grit roll for me. Seamus, I'm ashamed. <laughs> it's 11. As you're staring across the other side of the road, you can see Seamus talking to them. He's taking names on a clipboard and he's handing everybody what looks like a small token. You also notice sitting next to him is his girlfriend, Miss Veronique Credule, his girlfriend from Switzerland. Oh, they're back together. <laughs> can you make another grit roll for me, please? Make a grit roll uh, number two. 18, baby. Holy Okay, so, I mean, you've, you've spent time at uh, Anna Kingsford, so you've seen Veronique around. So you know exactly how she behaves, the way she holds herself, the way she, she, she does things, the way she manipulates people to get her own way, all that sort of stuff. And you can see her there right now playing the faithful girlfriend. She is smiling at all the right times when Seamus is speaking, but something doesn't ring right for you. Despite her smiling demeanour, you would say that she doesn't appear quite as happy as she makes out. Like, like as in, like, she doesn't want to be there? Kind of unhappy, or it's just like... That was a good role, so I'm going to say you would suspect that she probably doesn't really want to be there. What do you think the possibility of me being able to sidle up there and maybe, like, whisper to her... Without other people noticing. Make a grit roll for me. Twelve. You're able to walk across the road and you stop a short distance away from the crowd, but within kind of eye shot of both Seamus and Veronique. What do you want to do? Um, let's see if I can't like get her attention and try to, I don't know, either draw her away or something. Are you planning on revealing yourself to her? Uh, I'm very tempted to, because yeah, if she if she's looking uncomfortable, then she might be able to tell me something of what's going on. So yeah, uh, I kind of just like uh, when I like uh, side off there, like uh, try to squeeze past some people. 
Excuse me, governor. Uh, hoity toity and all that. And then, like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, tonight's episode has been sponsored by the Dick Van School of British Accents. <laughs> yeah, uh, move move on up there and like try to just like not like face her or the table, just kind of be like looking away and be like, Psst, "Hey, Veronique." So she has got a grit of ten. That sounds fair. She hears her name and looks over in your direction. What's going on? Are you alright? Uh, I am sorry, mister. Uh, what is uh, what is it that you want? You look very uncomfortable. Do you want to step away from the table? She says, Ah, but I know you. You are the boy. <laughs> I, you you go to my shop. Shut your mouth. I am sorry. That is no way to speak <laughs> to a lady. Look, hey, you very clearly don't want to be here, right? Nah, this is not really my scene. This is not what I'd like to do when I. On a, a Friday evening. Und understandable. What if I could get you something a little bit more your scene? But what a, what what I, do you mean? And why are you wearing that ridiculous suit? Stop talking so loud. <laughs> Look, um, can you make a charm <laughs> roll for me, please? Come on, baby. That's a four. She looks you up and down and like putting two and two together, she clearly realizes that you're doing something, but she doesn't really know what. Seamus is engaged with uh, a group of people and is having a conversation. Mm -hmm. So she just steps a little bit away from the table, just slightly out of earshot. What are you doing, little boy? Okay, stop calling me that. I'm trying to blend in. Um, Try to save the world. But that's not the point. Um... Tell you what, you want you want some excitement, you want to be in with like the cool folks? She rolls her eyes at you. I can get you in with the disciples. I have no idea who these who are these disciples. They're a wicked sweet motorcycle gang. Motorcycles are not really my thing. Well I don't know, what is your thing? I'll help you out. Look, I just want to know what the heck's going on here. Uh, you do not know, but uh, there is the uh, 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 the meeting tonight for the community guard. I thought everybody in town knew all about it. You know, my Seamus is uh, how you say he is. He is very, very important. Very important. He has been given so much responsibility. He, okay, well, there, there's a question. Why Seamus? Seamus doesn't normally go for any of this crap. Ah, you, 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 then clearly you don't understand how Seamus's mind works. He is with the, uh, with the gentleman. What is his name? Ugh. Victor. Yeah. Ugh. Um, and it, it doesn't take a, it doesn't take a great role for you to realize that she has a look of disdain on her face when she mentions Victor's voice, um, name. Oh, yeah, of course. Victor sucks. Uh, he is, I, I do not trust that man. Me, me neither. 
me neither wellness that's why i'm here that's that he he knows that i'm on to him so that's that's why like you can't be calling me out or nothing all right uh she looks at you blankly i have no idea what you're talking about look, look some very bad stuff's going to be happening here tonight and i aim to stop it do not be ridiculous. Mr. Wallace will, uh, will, will talk to the people. Lots of people will join up to this community guard, whatever it may be. Seamus will undoubtedly spend all the night away from me. And I will be here doing nothing on a Friday. Look, all I'm saying is keep your ear to the ground, okay? If you notice... Anything weird, okay? Anything weird at all, come find me, right? And if you know something really, really bad happening, I want you to just shout out the word nettles. Nettles? Yes. She shrugs noncommittally. Right, just, just keep it in mind, okay? I'm going to stop. Whatever bad thing's going to happen in there. I, I, I do not think that anything bad will happen. It is just the people. That they are. I hope I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure that there's going to be a fire. So just, just keep an eye out, okay? I will, I will play along with your little game. That is fine. All right. All right. Like you said, don't. Don't blow up my spot. Like, just just pretend like I'm any other of these jerks. Maybe. I don't know who that is. But, um... Okay, so... Chip, chip, cheerios! Pleasure as always! Then, uh... D, D wants to just kind of, like, casually, uh... Try to walk by the table and snatch up one of them tokens. Make a grit roll for me. Ten. Yep, you managed to uh, swipe one as you go past. Seamus is so busy talking to the people that he he doesn't bat an eyelid. He doesn't notice. Cool. Uh, yeah, I'm going inside. I want. Does, does token look like anything, or does it just look like a? No, it's just a. It looks like just a, like a small plastic token. Okay, that's that's, that's why I figure like little poker chip type thing. Yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you head into the pub. It's exactly as you saw it yesterday, except for the fact that it is now heaving with people. There are people everywhere it looks like the pool tables have been moved back to make more space the square wooden floor in the middle of the pub just by where the stage area is is just full of people in in pockets of social groups just talking and toasting and enjoying in, enjoying their drinks there's a couple more people behind the bar um, helping out and uh, serving drinks and everybody seems to be handing over tokens for their drinks uh, do, do I see uh, do I see Uncle Tommy anywhere uh, make a grit roll for me please 14 you do see Uncle Tommy he is 
perched at the end of the bar closest to the stage and he seems to be in conversation with a couple of people who you've seen around town does he have a drink in his hand he does uh, what, what do these drinks look like okay it seems to be because this is the 70s and drinks were quite gender specific the guys all seem to be drinking pints of ale okay the women have an assortment of wine glasses, tumblers, and half okay, pints. Okay, so they aren't getting, like, a specific drink with no. the token. Okay, so no. that that kind of assuages my fears that the drinks might be poisoned unless they poison all of the drinks. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. Which I kind of feel is a little less likely. As you're looking for Uncle Tommy, you also see... The stage area itself, there are two long tables and there's a small group of people up there. They're not kind of sat down ready to talk or anything like that just yet. It seems they're still waiting for people to come in. But a few of them you do recognise. At one end of the table, you can see the Reverend Donny Duguid. You can also see Malcolm Neep. And he appears to be accompanied by Mrs Neep who, for whatever reason, seems to be dressed in riding jodhpurs and a smart jacket, and it seems to be carrying a, a crop for some reason. <laughs> That's weird. Victor Wallace is also there. He just seems to be in, the best way to describe it is quiet contemplation. And the other side of Victor Wallace is a gentleman who you've never seen before. He's um, a large fellow. He's smoking and appears to have what looks like an oxygen tank next to him, which between puffs he's inhaling on. That's a very dangerous thing. Don't do that. (laughs) Stood just behind him is a a woman who you would say is, is considerably older and she appears to be whispering in his ear. Okay. Um... I'm just going to leave you there for a second because I'm worried we might have killed off Cat. Cat? Sorry. <laughs> yep. Hi. Sally, what would you like to do? I would like to move that barrel back underneath the hatch and yep. get up and listen at it. Not open it just yet, but I want to listen at it. Okay, no problem. So you can stand up on the barrel and you can hear voices. You're getting snatches of words here and there mm. nothing out of the ordinary okay orders, i imagine quite possibly yeah but yeah there's you're not you're not hearing anything out of the ordinary it's just it's a, it's a loud kind of cacophony of noise mm-hmm. has anything changed in the cellar since i was there previously not that you can see no so there isn't any kind of trap being rigged i'm not really sure what to do with myself now sally what you do here eventually is a sudden chinking of glasses. A bit like at a wedding where somebody calls the the party to attention and you suddenly become aware that the room has fallen into silence. 
D. Have I got my drink yet? Would you like to go and get your drink? Yeah. Alright, well, there's, there's several members of staff working behind the bar. Is there anybody you'd like to go to in particular? Uh, uh, anyone that isn't the guy that I pissed off. Okay, um, at the far end of the bar is a girl that you would estimate is in her early 20s. She appears to be chatting to people as she calls drinks. Pull that hat low and just kind of like walk up, set the, set the token down and like turn and face the stage so that she didn't okay. can't get a good look at my face. What would it be, love? Oh, um, just an ale. Radio, just give me a mo. And she starts to draw the pump and fill up a lovely pint of foaming warm ale. Gross. Which I know you <laughs> Americans love. Because you're not facing the bar and you're looking at the stage, the front entrance is just to your right and a little bit further down and there's a sea of people blocking your view so it's not something that you can see especially well but can you make a grit roll for me please yeah 19 right okay (laughs) if you don't want me to see something don't give me the option well i had to give you the option as you're waiting you're doing your best to hide your features from the barmaid and as you turn as she asks for your order and you say pint of ale you see a figure walk out of the door and you are almost 99 percent certain that it was erin like uh walks out as in like leaves the tavern leaves the tavern yeah oh uh i'm gonna go after you begin to make your way across the bar as you do you hear the sudden chink of glasses from the front as if on cue the whole place begins to fall silent and people sit down in chairs where available they mill around in front of the stage do you want to continue after erin or would you like to stay to find out what's going on oh if she was leaving there's probably a good reason why I know, I know Sally's downstairs. I know she can listen in, and she's real smart. Uh, D, D's going after Aaron. D, you're going to head out the, uh, out of the pub. All right, no problem at all. Sally. Yes. You've heard this chink of glasses. You have heard the pub fall slowly silent. Is there anything you would like to do? I would like to very gently raise the hatch so that I might hear. Okay, as you begin to raise the hatch, you can see that you are almost definitely behind the bar. And you can see that the members of staff appear to have congregated at the far end and are leaning on the bar. You can't see anything at all other than from behind the bar. Mm. But you can hear everything that is going on. Excellent. What is going on? You hear... First of all, a familiar voice. It's Victor Wallace. That turd. (laughs) First of all, let me thank the community guard for inviting me to such an auspicious occasion and thank you all for coming. We have exciting times laid out for us, ladies and gentlemen. A new world is just over the horizon and in partnership with the community guard, I would like to lead you there to ensure better and happier times for us all. Our home, Marsh Haven, is under threat. The values that we once held dear are being slowly forgotten, 
and we are expected to embrace the world of economic globalism, immorality, and political agendas that do not meet our own important needs. You can hear murmurs of agreement. I have spent many years learning, teaching, and trying to understand how we might improve our lives, and the conclusion I have come to is this. We must focus solely on our community, our little town. We have no need to concern ourselves with the bigwigs of London. We can do things our way and without their help. It is time for us to think big, but locally. Let us no longer concern ourselves with the trifles of the outside world. And you can hear a smattering of applause as he begins to finish the first part of his speech. Just going to leave you there for a minute. This dude's just straight up a small town fascist. (laughs) Yeah, certainly sounds like it. Dee, you've headed out of the pub. Yeah. What would you like to do? Uh, I'm looking for Aaron. It's taken you a little bit of time to manoeuvre your way through, but you manage to eventually get out of the pub so you can see Erin just turning into New Cross Street and she seems to be heading south. Um, Is there anybody around? There's a few latecomers heading towards into the pub, but that's about it. Nobody that I recognize. Well, I mean, I'm outside. Nobody's going to give two if I just go, Erin! Hey, Ellen. She's she's disappeared out of God view. Damn it! Um, I can't run with the pipe, so I'm gonna like uh, take the pipe out and jog after her. Make a flight roll, please. Uh, that's a three. But I'm gonna add four adversity tokens to that. Turn it to a seven. That will get you to the top of New Cross Street, and you can see Erin about halfway down just adjacent to kings for comprehensive cup in my hands erin let's see if she hears you she stops and she turns around uh jogging on up to her she says uh yes can i help you why are you talking like that what are you doing oh it's you oh you don't recognize me holy crap (laughs) (laughs) what earth are you doing here what were you doing over there? Do you know what's going on? Uh, it's it's of no concern of yours, and quite frankly, I'm I'm pretty much done with the whole ruddy town. I think I might just go home. Forget the whole lot of you. Is it... No, what is going on? You tell me. Tell your illustrious leader. Who? Thistle down. I... She's gone to start raving mad. I don't know where she's at either. She's in the pub. I didn't see her. What's she talking? Like, what's her plan? <sighs> I don't know. I, I, I saw her coming in, so I followed. We sat down. We talked about everything that's happened in the last few days. And um, she seems adamant to, to go it solo. She wants Victor Wallace for herself. She didn't tell me her plan. She just said that that it needs to stop. That the order needs to retain control. Look, I Sally's in there right now. I've got to get back there. You can either help me or you don't. But ugh, come on! Um. Isn't this your freaking job? <sighs> 
if I must, I suppose. But this is this is this is going to end badly. I can see it. Okay, I'm just going to leave you there for a second. All, <laughs> all right. right, Sally. Yes. You you are you continuing to listen? Yes. There's been a small ripple of applause for Victor Wallace's speech, and he continues. Now, the people here before you need no introduction, but their role in shaping our lives will be paramount in the bettering of the community of Marsh Haven. Our newly restructured community guard. First up, the Reverend Donald Duguid. The Reverend is still in his slightly more chilled out, just call me Donnie look. You know, he's still got his unsightly jungle of hair spilling over his shirt his graying hair is beginning to grow quite lank either side of his head and he has that dreadful simpering look of obedience about him um and uh wallace gestures to him and he says donny may i call you donny donny the love you have for your parishioners and the community at large shows no bounds you are a beacon of light in these dark times. Donny is to become our spiritual advisor and moral compass. He will help us all retain our time-honoured values and guide us away from the darkness that has been seeping into our lives. Again, there's a smattering of applause and he steps forward. He looks a bit nervous and he says, thank you very much, uh, uh, Mr. Wallace, that's uh, that's very kind of you. I am, as I have always been, a, a humble servant to you all. I, I, I wish you to know that if ever you find yourselves in time of doubt, you should come to me for advice and guidance. I want to make sure that we, we all share the same values and make sure that our town continues to flourish and prosper, whilst at the same time wheedling out uh, this nasty element that, that seems to be appearing in our modern day. Again, people clap. D, what would you like to do? Uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm going back whether or not Aaron's coming with me. You here behind you. Oh, hang on, wait up, I'll be with you. But so help me God, if this turns into another complete nightmare, and if I find myself having to clear up another dead body, I will not be happy. I 100% agree. I am not down with just, like, freaking, uh, just, you know, executing people. That's not cool, I right? I'm not going to end up like my freaking pops. Let's go. You head back to the pub and you open the door. As you get through the door, Erin gestures into one of the pub's famous nooks, just very subtly with a nod of her head. And you can see Mrs. Thistledown. She sat there quietly just watching. She has a glass of sherry in front of her and she doesn't appear to be paying any attention to anything other than the action that's going on stage. Everybody else is exactly the same. They're all listening intently to what Victor Wallace has to say. And as you walk in, Victor Wallace is mid-flow. Now, who among you has taken the first important step and signed up to join the community guard? In an instant, there was an eruption around the room of a good 67% of the crowd. They all seem to be signed up. They, they're all holding up their glasses to nod their approval at their new positions. Those of you who have done so will get to know our next two very well indeed. Mr. and Mrs. Neep have kindly sacrificed their own safety to ensure that we maintain order throughout Marsh Haven. 
They will be our strong right arm, our heads of the community guard. They will coordinate volunteers and liaise with the police, ensuring that newly proposed bylaws are enforced. Malcolm goes to step forward. Sally, obviously you're hearing all this as well. Malcolm goes to get up, but before he does so, Mrs. Neep smacks her riding crop down just in front of his hands and he edges back down looking a little bit sheepishly. She steps up and takes a deep breath. She is, well, you can both make, uh, you can't see Sally, but Dee, you can make a grit roll if you want. Five. She has got an air of superiority about her. She is looking like the cat who's got the cream. I didn't mean um, to roll for that. It's pretty obvious. The other thing that you do notice is that she is looking quite flushed as well. She has broken veins across the bridge of her nose, the sure sign of somebody who has had perhaps a few too many drinks in their time. She waits for Hush to descend before she begins to speak. Crime on the streets. Evacuations with no real explanation. Mysterious deaths, our children running amok, gangs. You can't honestly tell me that you haven't noticed that our little way of life is becoming more and more unpleasant with each passing day. Again, the crowd agree with her, looking equally as disgusted as she. It's time for us to take a stand, to seize back control of our community and to do things our way. We must root out the influences that taint our young and protect ourselves from further unpleasantness beyond our borders. We can't rely on the woefully understaffed and incompetent police. We have to create order ourselves, and that begins with our very own community guard. Isn't that right, dear? She looks at Malcolm, and he just nods obediently. Starting to almost feel sorry for Malcolm. Don't, he's a... Oh! He is a... Oh! <laughs> D, is there anything that you would like to do whilst this speech is going uh, on? Yeah, D has not put the pipe up. Everybody's too distracted for that. Just like walks over and sits in the nook with the thistle down. Okay, you sit down. Are you sitting next to her or are you sitting opposite uh, her? Opposite. She looks at you. D, what are you doing here? What do you think? I'm saving the freaking world. What are you doing here? I... I'm carrying out a little bit of reconnaissance. Now, if you'd excuse me, I am trying to listen. Fine. Woman, are you sitting here? Right here. With you. Wallace continues. But ladies and gentlemen, order simply isn't enough. If you wish to lead more harmonious and enriched lives, then you will have to be willing to accept a new way of thinking, a new approach to living, and it is my hope that I can show you the way. Here comes the cult speech. With the help of my benefactor, I have been able to set up the Wallace School of Enlightenment, an institute dedicated to the bettering of all minds and the enrichment of all souls. Allow me to introduce to you Dickie Roberts and his mother, and he gestures to the couple the other side of him. Some of you may know that Dickie has dabbled in the printing industry and has kindly volunteered to be the exclusive publisher of my books and lectures, which... As members of the Community Guard, you will receive free copies of. Dickie will be spreading the positive message of the school and make certain that everyone is educated in our new way of thinking. So, yeah, just to reiterate, Dickie is a stout man in his late 30s, but he appears much older. He has the jowls of a bulldog and a DIY buzz cut that has been left to grow for too long. His clothes are dated and a little bit too small for him, exposing a rather grotesque little pot belly. 
He hasn't stopped smoking. He continues to smoke. And between puffs, he sucks on this oxygen canister. Sally. Yes. Upon hearing the name of Dickie Roberts, you recall hearing it before. Do you recall hearing it before? You've never seen him, but you've heard some of the other local teens talk about him. He's known to never leave the house and local teens desperate for money will often do chores for him. You have, in fact, heard um, your annoying classmate, Mickey Spout, boasting that he picks up Dickie's benefits for him and that Dickie hasn't had a single job in his life, preferring to just sponge off the state. <laughs> so that's, that's what you know about Dickie. Wallace continues, A week from today, we plan to have a launch party up on the marsh. There will be food and drink and entertainment, all provided by the Institute, naturally. And I thought it might be appropriate to hold a small opening ceremony. And I would like you all, my friends, to participate. What say you? Would you like to take part in our little pageant? At this point, the crowd are like well up for it and they just go, yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's a trap. This is a new beginning for us all. So in honour of the festivities, I'm going to invite you to participate and bring something with you, something that symbolically represents to you a destructive force, something that poses a risk to the good, honest values that we hold dear. Personally, for me, it's some of that godforsaken music I hear on the radio. But, but you choose. And Donnie puts his hand up and he says, I'm not too sure about some of those books the children are, are reading these days. And you hear another voice, a woman from the middle of the crowd saying, my son has started to play some game that his uncle bought for him from America called Dungeons and Lizards or something like that. I, I don't like the sound of it. He spends all day looking at these books and saying things to his friends. <laughs> you can hear more suggestions coming from other people. And I'd like you to tell me, what are some of these things that the community of Marsh Haven would like to burn oh, wait, I, a week from tomorrow? Comic books. Comic books, okay. Yeah. Sally? Those those new fangled things that you can plug into your television and making the children's eyes go square. Okay, yep, we'll certainly put some pong in there. <laughs> Mini skirts. Absolutely. Disco music. Roller skates. <laughs> roller skates. All the good things in life. What would you like to do? I don't, I'm beginning to think that this isn't the fire event. I'm thinking that the uh, the opening ceremony is going to be the fire event. D, you can see that the crowds are breaking off and chattering noisily, and it seems like Wallace has come to the end of his speech, and people have kind of rushed over and begun to talk to the people up on the stage. Thistledown doesn't hang around. She walks straight out the pub. Has Wallace left yet? No, Wallace is just there talking to other people. Uh, D follows her. You head out into the pub. Again, it takes you a little while to manoeuvre your way through the crowds. You open the door. It's gotten quite dark out and you can't see which direction she went in. I'll leave you there for a sec. Sally, what do you want to do? I want to creep back out of the cellar, out back into the the kind of yard area because mm -hmm. it seems that the speech part of the evening is over so you creep out you go into the yard oh and um, i want to retrieve d's bag from the shed then i guess i just hang around and wait for d are you waiting in the yard 
No, I would wait outside the yard with my bike. Okay, so you head out the yard. Um, your bike's still there. Nettles is still there looking a bit bored. Come on, when is this going to be over? I need something slightly more nutritious than just half a corned beef sandwich. Where are my sausages I was promised? Hey, don't look at me. You're not my dog. <laughs> oh, good grief. Dee, what do you want to do? Uh, Dee is, like, circling around back looking for, like, where Thistledown might have disappeared off to. Okay, do you want to tell me where you want to go? Pretty much... I'm going to go around the corner just in case, like, I don't know. She's planning on jumping him in the back alley or something. Well, show me show me on the map. Uh, ba, ba, ba. So, pump's here. I'm assuming, like, this like, the front area. So you head along the road. You can't see her. Yeah, and then I'm going to circle around the back. So you go around the back. Nada. Nothing. No. Nope. see Sally. Oh, actually, yeah, that's 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 where the back of the pub is. Um, so yeah, you do you come across Sally? She's waiting behind the yard with nettles, and your bag. Did you hear that? Yeah. All right. Well, bonus seems that we were wrong about like uh, this being the fire thing. So yeah, I th- that's good. It, it's we gonna were be that- incredibly super underprepared. Yeah, but. Now we have to be prepared for that ceremony thing that he was talking about. Yeah. When, when did he say that was? A week. That's not very long. No, it's not very long. <laughs> um, But that's another week that we can find the, uh, the plume. That's what we're going to yes. focus on. We're going to find the plume. Yes. When all seems lost. Does all seem lost? I don't know, I'm pretty sure it all seems lost, because, I don't know, it sounds like they might do the fire thing, and then the really big bad thing, all in one go, just to knock it out. And that's bad, because I die doing that. And then you also die, and everyone else dies. What? Yeah, it's really- What are you talking about? I told you about that. You know what, the big mouth opens up and eats the planet. You didn't tell me about that. I'm pretty sure I told you about that. I might not have. I don't think I. No. I don't think I went into details. Yeah. No. Um. I get stabbed, and I think the other person up there is you, or maybe someone else. They get stabbed, and then like uh, the whole like ground just like opens up, and it's just a giant mouth that eats everyone. What? Yeah, that's kind of the end of the world, but I saw a different future where that didn't happen. So. Okay, so how do we get that future? We win. How? I don't know. All I saw was the girl with my hat and. What? Yeah. I don't know. Look, don't worry about it. Um, go with but the- I'm very worried. It's the end of the world. But, but, but I'm being positive because I'm creative and I could do magic that we're going to get the not world eaten future. So, okay. and we're going to stay positive. We're going to stay very positive. I think we should probably have to leave Dee and Sally there tonight. Yes, please, because Sally needs to sleep. 
Yeah, I, I gathered as much. All right. So thank you very, very much. How's it all going? I have no idea how we're going to save the world. <laughs> we might just end up having to bust in there and smack you're, a wally around with a bat. <laughs> you're, you're headed in the right direction. Oh, well, that's comforting. But the, the good news is we're finally off my episode 14 notes. <laughs> it's only taken us, what, three weeks? Yeah, <laughs> or three amazing. sessions? Okay, so we'll, we'll, just, we'll just call it there. Thank you, dear listeners, once again for sticking around and listening to Dee and Sally's adventures. As always, you can find us on Twitter. It's at Brit underscore bikes. Eve, where can they reach you? At Copper Harpy. That's copper as in the metal and harpy as in the bird monster. Fantastic. And Sally, you're still not on the Twitter. I'm not on the internet. Um, but <laughs> I'll tell you what we should mention. <laughs> What we should mention is we do have a Discord as well. So if you head on to Twitter, just go to our profile, click on the link there and, and come and join us for a chat because we'd love to hear what you uh, what you think about our little show and where you would like to see Dee and Sally go in the future and what might be in store for them. Okay, so from Eve, it's... Peace. From Kat, it's... Good night. And from me, Jimmy Sprinkles, it's saying keep on biking. Bye-bye. Bye. Attention, new agents. This is me, Dr. Byron Brimstone, director of the OMEN. That's the Office for Occult Monitoring, Examination, and Negation. I'm here to give you a short intro into the adventures of the OMEN Investigations team. Join us on a comedy role-playing podcast set in the modern world, where three agents travel the globe to deal with demons, cultists, and conspiracy theories. Follow the exploits of Koala Jackson, an amnesiac Australian with a dark history. Yeah. Annabelle St. John, a gun-sticking girl from the Deep South. Is it a gun cult or is it a pony cult? And Dr. Martin, a disgraced former professor from Sweden. I mean, I am from Sweden. If you like listening to people search for monsters, aliens, entities from beyond the void, and other such hoo-ha, then you should check out Omen Investigations on all good podcast apps. Bibstone out. Dolores, remind me why we're podcasting our top secret operations again. Those are funny, Mr. Monster. Right.